Our Sikha is in the 16th Chaluk of Mekutei Sikhas, Parshas Bay. And the Rebbe begins the Sikha with a story that the Friedrich Rebbe told about his father. When his father was first taken to Cheders, of course, the Minagiz, the custom is to throw candies, sukariot, at the, at the child. And they told the Rebbe Shab that these sukariot were thrown by the Malach Mechayel, by the angel Mechayel. The Tzemach Sedek was still alive at the time that the Rebbe Shab went to Cheder. Rebbe Shab, this made a great impression upon him that these sukariot were so special, and he didn't eat them, he put them in his pocket. Head of Pesach, the Tzemach Sedek asked the Rebbe Shab's father, the Maraj, to check the pockets of the young boy to see what happened to the sukariot, and sure enough, they were there. And he told the Rebbe Shab, who's a little boy, to eat the sukariot. So he did. Then he goes into an absolutely fascinating discussion as to the other possibilities that were theoretically available to do with these sukariot, meaning they could have been sold like other chomets, which is sold, or he could have made them hefker, and he could have made them ownerless and put them off to the side and then at some point perhaps go back and get them. And there's a whole discussion as to whether or not that would actually work for Pesach, etc. And after that whole long halachic discussion, the Rebbe touches upon a very, very interesting point that affects Hasidim. If Hasidim receives something from the Rebbe, and of course we used to receive vodka from the Rebbe, after Fabrengans, people would often go get a bottle of vodka. And we'd get kaisho bracha, wine from the Rebbe. Now, wine is less of a problem because it's not chametz, and theoretically, wine, if it's not, doesn't come in contact with chametz at any point during the year. If someone's very careful with the wine that they got from the Rebbe, they could just put it away for Pesach. They don't have to sell it. And they could use it afterwards. But vodka, of course, is chametz, and so it would have to be sold. And our minag is, our custom is not to sell vodka that we received from the Rebbe, but rather to drink it before Pesach. So the Rebbe tries to understand exactly why that is. And relative to that also, there's a long discussion. The point that the Rebbe makes from this story, and as a result of the discussion regarding what to do with something holy that one received from a holy person, the Rebbe says that we don't sell it, and we don't make it hefker, because we value it and we don't want to cheapen it in any way by taking it out of our domain and giving it into the, either a domain of ownerlessness so that theoretically it can belong to anybody or to give it to a non-Jew specifically by selling it. And this is a function, the Rebbe says, is having a sensitivity to the holiness of it and therefore not wanting to put it in a, in a situation that might be the opposite of that holiness. And at the end of the Sikhler, he talks about how we see from this story the importance of education. That this young child was educated to be sensitive to the holiness of that which he got in the context of entering Cheder, and he was told that these Sukariot were thrown by the Malach Mechayel himself, by the angel Mechayel, which they are, on a spiritual level. And therefore he was taught very, a very important lesson to treat them with the respect they, they're due. 
And then the Rebbe talks about how the previous Rebbe emphasized the notion of chinuch even for young children. And how even if it's uncomfortable, we realize that there is certain behavior that's extremely important and we try to live up to that behavior. And of course, we get the koyach, we get the power, the ability to live up to that behavior from our rabbeim. It's very interesting that this sicha, which was not said in connection to Yud in any way, was said in Parsha's Balak, that this sicha is printed in Lakute Sichas as a sicha in Parsha's Bay, and it says under it Yud Shvat. That it has to do with Yud Shvat, it has to do with the Yemi Lula of the Friedrich Rebbe. But at no point in the Sikha does the Rebbe mention the Yemi Lula of the Friedrich Rebbe. And the Friedrich Rebbe is mentioned at the beginning by virtue of the fact that he's the source of the story, and at the end by virtue of the fact that we know he took Chinuch education very seriously. But there's no mention of the Friedrich Rebbe at any other time in the Sikha. And yet it's a Sikha that was published in the Kutte Sikhas as a Sikha of Yud Shvat. Friedrich Rebbe was extremely involved in Jewish education. Many of the stories he tells us that were told to us either by him or by the Rebbe who heard them from the Friedrich Rebbe are stories about chinuch, education in general, and especially chinuch of young children. In the Mimer of Asi Lagani, which of course is the Mimer of the Yemi Lula, the Mimer that we review on Yud Shvat, we say over the first five chapters of the Mimer every year on Yud Shvat. The f- essential point of the Mimer is Vasuli Mikdash They should build for me a Mikdash. In other words, they should involve themselves in holy activity. And I will dwell amongst them. It does not say they should build for me a Mikdash and I'll dwell in it. It says rather they should build me a Mikdash and I will dwell amongst them. And that means that we develop a consciousness that is a consciousness that is powerfully sensitive to holiness, which is really the lesson of the story the Friedrich Rabbi tells in, in this Sicha that we're learning, and the Sicha itself. Chinuch, Jewish Chinuch, is not about learning how to make a living. It's very important to make a living. But Jewish education is not trade school. It's not about making a living. Jewish education is about developing sensitivity to godliness and sensitivity to holiness. At two points in the, in the Basi Lagani Mimer, the Rebbe mentions this very, very clearly. First, he talks about the fact that there's a notion of there's the enclothing of the godly soul in the animal soul and what does that mean to contemplate godly matters in a way that also human intellect can understand not godly intellect, human intellect that means learning chassidus learning ideas about a Kaddish Baruch that affect our conscious reality so it changes and we become people sensitive to Elokus. And that's near the end of the second chapter of Basilegani. The third chapter of Basilegani, the Rebbe talks about the notion of Ruach Shtus, the spirit of folly. And the spirit of folly, the Rebbe explains, is that which will allow someone who objectively would express very clearly his or her opposition to the whole idea of doing something against the will of God, and yet they might still do that. 
Why? Because at that moment, they're not aware of the fact that they're, they're disconnecting themselves from God by virtue of this negative activity, or they're, they're not aware of the fact that for refraining from the positive activity, the positive commandment might cause a certain disconnect. And the Rebbe explains very, very clearly in an absolutely amazing language that the issue is sensitivity. Sensitivity to godliness. Jewish education is about sensitizing ourselves to the fact that all of reality is godly. And that godliness, as is explained later in the Maimur in Basi Ligani, which is actually the part of the Maimur that we're learning this year, Tavshin Pei Dalet, that godliness descends down into the lowest realms imaginable, even though those realms might on a certain external ex- fashion be very disconnected from godliness ultimately even that level itself is ultimately only existence as a result of godliness that does not mean obviously that we do actions which are contrary to the will of God because God said very very clearly not to even though he also understands what reality is all about that being said godliness is everywhere and it's that sensitivity which also allows us to do tshuva. That if we realize that godliness is everywhere, that means that even if I put myself in a place that seems very distant from God, he's there also and waiting for me to return. I have to leave that behavior, but I haven't left God. That is the basis of Jewish education, that sensitivity. And that's why this sicha is a sicha printed in Lakute Sichas as a sicha in Parshas Boi, on one hand. Obviously, Parshas Boi, because it's connected to Yerushvat, and for that reason, the Rebbe is telling a story about the Frida Rebbe. The whole, the whole sicha is based on the story of the Frida Rebbe. But it's a Yerushvat sicha because it's talking about education. And Yerushvat is all about the transition from the previous Rebbe to our Rebbe and the transition from someone who emphasized education completely and totally to our Rebbe who has educated us to be people who are incredibly sensitive to not only our own education and our children's education, but also the education of every single Jew on the face of the earth and ultimately every person on the face of the earth to bring people to a consciousness that they're aware of godliness, and that includes the seven Noahide laws, that all of the world becomes a world very powerfully aware of godliness, and it's that sensitivity which will ultimately result in the coming of Mashiach. It should be very, very soon in our days.